This is The Talking Point, the IMAX Group podcast. They don't come to you so much anymore and just say, you know, hey, can we have a sustainable event? They actually, they really know what they're talking about. They'll say, what's this venue's uh, food waste policy? Or can this venue explain to me exactly where their food is sourced from? They're much more knowledgeable about it now. And, and, and I, think that's, I think that's because attendees are as well and they have certain expectations and they want to feel great in their environment. They want to know that the environment they're in and the venue that they're in, the suppliers they're working with are doing something too. Today, we're looking at magical places and spaces. Kit Watts. IMAX Strategic Communications Director is with Ed Poland, the co-founder of Hirespace. This episode was recorded prior to the lockdown, which means any events mentioned in this conversation may have been cancelled or postponed. Hirespace started seven years ago, so I actually started with an idea which is kind of pretty different to, to what we are now. We initially started as a way for primarily public sector spaces, schools, community centres particularly, to find, in the recession, to find a new way to monetize their space and, uh, and find a new revenue stream, essentially. So I used to work for a politician in West London. One of the things that this politician was doing was trying to help community spaces which were struggling financially, particularly community-orientated spaces that had a great kind of space, but no way to market themselves, no way to demonstrate any financial viability, really, to the local authorities. So lots of them were closing down, they were struggling financially. And one of the things that I was involved with, with the MP, was helping to find root and ways to keep these these venues open and, and thriving, these venues that provided a great kind of community purpose. My old mate, Will, who I'd been friends with for many years, had at the time been working as a teacher on the Teach First programme, which you might, might be aware of, working at a really kind of state-of-the-art, new-build academy school in London, Paddington Academy, which had brilliant facilities, sports halls and theatre and swimming pool and everything else. And these facilities were sitting empty after hours while, you know, the school struggled to afford teachers and textbooks. And I think we were sitting in the pub one day and we were talking about these shared problems in our jobs. And we thought, hang on, why don't we try and build something that will drive people to these underutilised spaces, give them a new revenue stream and open up this new space inventory for people who were putting on meetings and events that's where the idea came from and i think because we you know we launched the website and we i think we launched with 450 venues we had lots of really unusual spaces boats and basements and rooftops and archways and places you wouldn't find through a traditional events agency or, or even really through a through a Google search. The platform really, really took off and it kind of exploded and all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't just kind of community groups and small businesses that were using the site. We were getting massive inquiries from big kind of brands and corporates looking, on to, looking to put on big, you know, showpiece events in in, in, in unusual spaces and, and it all has all come from there. It sounds like you kind of hit a magical moment, almost a zeitgeist moment where just as the market um, where planners in particular were, were kind of segueing from events to experiences, you were, to able, you were able to kind of curate and bring together these amazing spaces that you called, um, I remember from a previous podcast, cool places where really interesting things can take place. It's like a real meeting of two halves. It was perfect. You know, we were the start of, you know, kind of pop-ups and the start of kind of away days where companies were thinking we need to get people out of the same environment. We need to put them into a creative space to inspire them. And, uh, and you know, we want spaces that tie into our company values and our, our company culture and it, it as you say it really coincided with that and and so ah, the business changed so quickly i think in our first you know in our first um our first business plan i think because we you know we, we were um you know, were hiring out kind of schools and community space i think we we anticipated a, a an average inquiry value of about 80 pounds and suddenly 
within a couple of months, we were getting inquiries for £80,000 and it completely kind of changed the business. And, you know, we also thought that we'd always be, you know, a, a, tech, a tech platform first and foremost. We thought we'd, you know, we always envisioned a room full of people. We thought they'd be mainly kind of tech, tech people, but we realised that companies wanted a little bit more than just a kind of digital platform. You know, they've been inspired on the platform, but they wanted a bit more than, uh, you know, they, 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 they wanted a, a bit of a kind of concierge service and they wanted to hear about other cool ideas. It wasn't just venues. They wanted to know about the best suppliers, the best places to, to best places to go, best experiences, best team building activities, and what has kind of developed with Hire Space. And we, you know, we now have a, a product aimed exclusively for for you know, corporate event planners called Hire Space Professional, which essentially is designed just to take all of the uh, all of the stress away from event planning and and and, and to really kind of in, inspire and, and empower them to to put on events with the in the best spaces with the best suppliers and the best ideas. And it's grown grown really quickly. I want to ask you a bit. Um, just bringing it back selfishly to IMEX in that our talking point is nature for the next two years kind of encapsulates down to what can we do for nature what can nature do for us but importantly it recognises that events are human centric experiences <clears throat> and apart from the the story that we want to tell around running more sustainable events we know that there's intrinsic there's this intrinsic connection between nature mother nature and and us as human beings are you seeing requests rfps coming in for i don't know more outside spaces or, or, or is this also a trend that you're seeing that people want to escape maybe uh, the industrial warehouse and head for the hills? Is that coming through at all in your business? I think absolutely it is. I think the root of it is that we we all live in a pretty stressful world. Not just us as event planners who obviously have a really stressful job anyway, but I think all of us in, in society, you know, it's undoubtedly stressful. I think people, what people want is is a sanctuary very often from from everyday life. And I think events are an amazing avenue for that. And increasingly, that's what our clients are looking for. When attendees go to an event, they want a, an environment which is kind of calming and relaxing. And that's, you know, that ties in with nature and it's, you know, it's natural daylight and it's big open spaces. And that kind of request for a space which people are happy to be in is is more and more and more a thing for the person organizing the event on behalf of those attendees and i think secondly when people are at an event and in a venue they want to know that that venue is is is, is kind of contributing socially in some way and you know they they want to know about what that venue is doing on you know to promote sustainable best practice for instance or to you know what work they're doing in in the community and i think that has has really really changed attendees are really really aware of it and planners you know they know they need to to provide a certain environment for for events or let's go to a sort of very tech heavy event at the other extreme an almost augmented reality event which of course doesn't preclude natural landscapes or a natural experience being um artificially created I and mean, I think that's the excitement of the world that we live in because the impact on our our physiology I now know from the science is you don't actually have to be in the field to feel like you're in a field you yeah. can actually recreate that experience and it has the same impact on your parasympathetic nervous system yeah. the color green actually calms yeah, us oh yeah, so yeah. sorry but that's why it's so exciting but I guess what I'm saying is some ways you can recreate the effects of nature unnaturally uh, yeah. and the compound effect is the same oh you see the same thing in like town planning and and it's all it's you know everyone's kind of getting towards the same thing in in a in a in a, in a stressful world and a world that we've got to care about 
We, we, you know, we have to care about the environment and the world that we live in. There's so many things moving in this direction. Events is, is absolutely no different. I think there's so much more that this industry can do from an envi environment perspective. Um, but definitely what I've noticed, um, I mean, the industry has just talked about sustainability and you know, has talked about it for, for many years, certainly as long as I've been in the industry. But I think there is definitely a shift in momentum. I mean, ultimately, the, the you know the, the, the industry is driven by the, the corporate spend essentially when it when it comes down to it. And you know, I, I've been I've been talking to, to you know very senior corporate event planners and major global brands in, in in 2020, and they're saying that for the first time they've been told that it's not a nice to have anymore. Their meeting and events program simply have to to bear sustainability in mind. They can only go with suppliers who walk the walk on sustainability and that's a real shift I think in the last 12 to 18 months and it's, it's, it's a great thing and I think the, the a lot of the industry kind of is, is, is catching up quickly. Yeah we're in an interesting time I would say at IMAX we would I, I've noticed the shift that literally there's been a tipping point in the last three months so from the last quarter uh, as we sit here 2019 to the first two months 220 uh, we've we've heard multiple stories of people from the office who've been out on the road having meetings with clients all over the, the planet, the US, across Europe, and they're asking us now. Mm. We used to be the ones who were the, they felt like the propaganda people just pushing sustainable thinking, pushing sustainable events. It's so lovely to be the ones answering the question, can you help me? I am lost. I think it's, it's because the delegates and the attendees are demanding it. And what you have now is the, the, is the plans that they don't come to you so much anymore and just say, you know, hey, can we have a sustainable event? They actually, they really know what they're talking about. They'll say, what's this venue's uh, food waste policy? Or can this venue explain to me exactly where their food is sourced from? Or what's the water conservation policy at the venue? Or what else is this venue doing to, to ensure the well-being of my attendees? And they're much more knowledgeable about it now. And, and, and I, think that's, I think that's because attendees are as well and they have certain expectations. And as you said, they want to feel great in their environment. They want to know that the environment they're in and the venue that they're in, the suppliers they're working with are doing something too. Yeah, it's about making a, a positive impact or in the language of some of the people in in the industry, leaving no trace. I mean, I, there are so many wonderful phrases around this. So tell me a little bit briefly to wrap up, are you as a business, as higher space, do you have a triple P bottom line, which is people, planet, profit? Is that part of the thinking? It sounds like it is, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. I mean, so, so we're in the process at the moment, actually, of building a, a, a handbook internally, which explains exactly what we as a company are doing, exactly how everyone in the organisation can contribute to that and be involved with it, and 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 as a, as a group of people. And I think it's so important to do that. I think I look at kind of venues and, and suppliers in, in, in London and you know lots of lots of venues are you know they're desperate to they're desperate to, to, to get up to speed on on this kind of thing and I think it, it, it's so much about how you empower everyone in the organization to feel confidence in you know in, in, in talking about it in understanding what that organization is doing consistency across an organization is, is so unbelievably important and I think everyone needs to put kind of training in place internally just so people can feel empowered and start to feel responsible because you know it's it's quite discombobulating the whole you know sustainability a lot of a lot of sciences and it's hard to kind of get your head around and I think a lot of it is about helping you know helping people to feel to feel to feel empowered and to feel kind of confident and then a whole organization starts to sing at once about it and then that becomes really power powerful from a from a brand perspective yeah absolutely well if you need any tips we're very happy to help i know you you guys are really do lead the way on it one of our catchphrases back in the office is also we share what we learn so it's important that people understand that we're not out to tell people what to do but we've been we've used our own shows our own company as a kind of living laboratory we've been very happy to go out try things make mistakes 
tracks. Um, we don't have any IP around any of that. We're very happy to answer questions, share what we learn, because there's no point, as far as we're concerned, in holding back, especially if we can prevent somebody else having a massive fail, an epic fail, because we really do take that higher, that higher vision. We're here to serve the industry. We're here to unite and advance the industry that we love. And that may sound a little bit kind of mushy and cushy, but the truth is that's what we stand for. So it's important. We do all need to cut. Yeah, we all need to come together and, and, yeah, and work together. If you want to know more about IMAX and the work we do, you can find us online at imaxexhibitions.com or you can seek us out on the usual social media channels. We've put them in the notes below for you. Tune in next time.